from MZ Studios in Dallas, Texas, you're listening to the Tennis Revolution Podcast. Revolution is back, baby, and it is a hot one. <laughs> literally, not the not the podcast. I just mean the weather. Clearly, <laughs> quite clearly. Yes, at it, least in Texas, it is blazing out. It's really not, but it's. <laughs> we sure didn't ease into this thing, did we? No, it's a it's a blazing eighty seven degrees, which we'll be begging for in two months. Is it eighty seven? Something like that. Ugh. Yeah, it feels a lot worse, doesn't it? Is it humid or not? Probably some. I mean, well, it sucks. Yeah, I hate it. Yeah, I hate it. I wish it'd start snowing. I like it once I get used to it, but no, I always say that I would rather have 115 than 15. Yeah, now, now let me refer 105 rather than five. Hmm, how about 110? I would instead of 10. I would take 115 over 15. Yeah, because you can still be in the shade, and I'm assuming 115 being the high. <laughs> It's one fifteen at eight PM. Then maybe not. <laughs> it's not hot yet, but it just feels hot. Yeah. I, I haven't, you know, you haven't had to really sweat outside too much lately. And then we watch tennis, and it's like seventy wherever they're playing. All those sexy hot clay court <laughs> tournaments they got going on, like uh, Istanbul. Yes, I don't know if that's sexy more than it is exotic. Yeah, Munich, neither that's sexy nor exotic, sexy. <laughs> and. Esteril. I don't even know where that is. It's another Portugal. one of our Portugal, Spain. Yes. Oh, look at that. I was right. Of course it's Portugal. Should have stuck with my first guess. The reason I know it's Portugal, do you know why it's Portugal? I do not. Well, you guessed it. Yeah, I just remember. <laughs> oh, by the way, welcome to the tennis revolution. <laughs> I suck at podcasting. I'm a tennis genius. <laughs> you did say the revolution is back. Oh, yeah. Close enough. Right. Uh, I suck at podcasting, but I'm a tennis genius. I'll take that. Yeah. So how did you know it was Portugal? Uh, just from ninth grade world geography, probably. Lisbon and Estoril, that's all I got for Portugal. Wow. I've never heard of that other city ever. <laughs> Lisbon, yes. Um, I probably haven't except for the tournament, that's all. Yeah. Well, the only reason I knew it was Portugal is because of the internet. No, uh, <laughs> that's true, but because the winner of the Estoril, I don't, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right, Estoril, whatever, uh, was won by, for the first time, by a Portugal, no wait, Portuguese player. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? Nice. So Tiafo or Tiafo. Yeah. I don't know, which is it? I don't know which. Uh, he made it to the finals. That was a good showing for that young fella. It's a 250, so you know it's not a Grand Slam or anything, but still. And, uh, and he played um, Souza. Yeah, and there's Yow. two Sousas with the exact same uh, name. Have you seen that? No. There's S-O-U-S-A and S-O-U-Z-A, and oh, they're wow. both on the tour. Oh, that's fun. Um, yeah, so it's I don't, couldn't tell you the difference between the two of them. Well, this one's now a hometown hero. Nice. I don't know if he's from that city, but right. um, apparently he's only, there's only two cities in Portugal, so he's got to be from one of them. <laughs> um, well, and someone sent me a text, and it said, it was a, it was a clip from a news story, and it said, Tiafo shocks, you know, Carreno Busta in the semis. And I said, I don't think anybody can shock Carreno Busta. It's not like he's 
number one in the world. I don't think it's a shock when the number 15 player in the world loses. Right, um, right. But I guess on clay, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, I can't believe that. Outside, of, thank goodness there was a home person in the tournament final because I don't think anybody would have gone otherwise. Maybe. I, I definitely watched a lot of early, well, they were early morning for us. I guess, right. at, you know, six hours ahead or whatever it is. Um, and there were a lot of empty seats. That whole, the whole week of tennis, I felt like, I mean, you would think in the hometown tournaments, they don't get tennis tournaments there that often. You would think they'd be an event, but they all looked pretty small this week, I thought. Yeah. Um, did you see any BN? I didn't. <laughs> still haven't. They still haven't offered me that free subscription, all that promotion <laughs> I'm giving them. Come on. BN. <laughs> Call in. Maria, uh, Maria came back and won, right? Who? <laughs> Stuttgart, Maria, her comeback. Uh, Maria. It doesn't ring a bell. <laughs> Um. Yeah, we. Uh, so, well, let me get back to the. Let me get back to my thought on Portugal. So, I am a big fan. I'm, I'm, I might be a dork here. This is, might be. I know out there listening, everybody thinks I'm cool. There's no doubt about that, <laughs> and I am. That's but, what I hear constantly. But this is one thing that's I'm. I'm kind of a goofball about. I really get geeked up when a hometown person can win their tournament. And maybe not just the town, but the country. So I really like it in Grand Slams. I, that's, those are such a big deal. And, uh, and Well, and is it a bigger deal when the guy doesn't really win anything else? <laughs> no. Like for Nadal winning Barcelona, to me, that's not that exciting. Well, yeah, right. Because he wins right. everything. But, yeah, I mean, someone who doesn't win when they come, like if Federer wins the Switzerland tournament, like, oh, well, big deal, he wins everything. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, like what you're saying, I agree with. If somebody comes in and hasn't won anything else, and they win, they can bring their best tennis out in front of the home crowd. Like if Hewitt would have won the Australian, that would have been amazing. Right, never happened. Well, really, I I'm looking at it for. I don't really care about the dumb players. Who cares? They're all rich and they make a lot. Who right. cares? They're famous and they play a game for a living. I I look at it more from the tournament standpoint. You know, so uh, the French Open. You know, they hold hold that tournament every year. They put it's a you know. A big to do, just yeah. like every other Grand Slam, and uh, it's kind of like a reward if if one of their country people wins it, men or women. And yeah. I don't count Mary Pierce as winning the French <laughs> Open. Sorry. When we talk about American futility and you know pro males, whereas the French haven't had a French champion since I think 1980. Yannick, whenever Yannick Noah was, I think it was around 1980. So they're almost 40 years now. Uh, Mary Pierce would <laughs> disagree. Um. I don't. What was her deal again? How did she? Her great grandmother's uncle's yeah, dog. Yeah, she was born from, there, but never played there, or never trained there, or something. Well, if she was born there. I guess I'll give that to her. I thought I'm. I'm not sure that's accurate. I thought she, was, I think ca- it was. I thought she was Canadian. Yeah, there was something. I think she. Yeah, she barely lived there. Well, we'll give it to him. But listen. I just so it's kind of now again. This is a small tournament. Nobody cares about. Obviously, nobody even there cares about it. But I, I just it's always a fun little extra, uh, little bonus when a hometown hero can uh, win a two two fifty. <laughs> you were right. She was born in Canada. Yeah, baby. T- what did I say earlier? I can't remember. Tennis. Genius, that's right. She played for France in team competitions and the Olympics. Unbelievable. And it's funny, but you look at her, her uh, I was about to say obituary, her biography, it says, last French tennis player to win a Grand Slam. Wow. I'm thinking, well, she really wasn't French. 
Yeah, I know. So, what's her? Does it say how she was French? I think just because she played for her country, there. I mean, because she, you know, you can basically choose what country you want to play for if the country will let you. You know, so if you're a citizen there. Well, that's what I'm saying. How is she a citizen? That's what I'm getting at. I know, and it keeps calling her a French player, and I'm like, her mother is French and her father an American, uh-huh. qualifying her for citizenship in all three countries. Oh, good Lord. But she was raised in the United States. Unbelievable. That's sandbagging to the high. That's that's what you're trying to do for Davis Cup. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, she was engaged twice and broke off both engagements. Uh, Roberto, Roberto Alomar? That was one of yeah, them. Yeah, baby. <laughs> But man, you're right. Tennis genius. You're all on right. Today. All right. Hold on. Don't tell me who's the other one. Don't <laughs> tell me, but give me a hint. Is it a sports figure? Uh, I was going to say it's someone I haven't heard of, so I can't. <laughs> well, click on their name. It doesn't even, it's not even a celebrity, I don't oh, think. My God. Who is it? He's a pilot. Oh, well, yeah. never mind. Never mind. What, what airline? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Air France. That's why. But I got Roberto Alomar. That's you not did. bad. You that, remember? Was, that was incredible. I can't remember how old you are. You look haggard and old, but I don't think <laughs> after, you are. After today in the heat. Um, after my whole life well, in the remember, heat. Remember, Roberto Alomar had a spitting incident. He spit on somebody <laughs> during a baseball game. That sounds game. familiar. Or maybe an umpire. I can't remember. Umpire exactly. sounds more familiar. Yeah, uh, who cares? Uh, I mean, I'm a fan of baseball. Not really. I can't. I don't like baseball. <laughs> Did um, he play for the Orioles? Hmm. Man. That's why this isn't a baseball podcast. Why? <laughs> I know. I'm not. <laughs> Damn it. What did I say? I said I was a tennis genius, <laughs> not a baseball genius. All right. So let's see. He played for. I'm going to. Should I act like I know or no? Um, I think the ship has sailed. Padres, Blue Jays, Orioles. There you there go. You go. For two years. That's it. <laughs> uh, well, Padres and Orioles are kind of the same color, so I'm taking yeah, credit for both. They're really not. Uh, Orange and brown, black. Just stop talking. <laughs> Indians, met Chicago, uh, White oh, Sox, Diamondbacks, and the White Sox again. Diamondbacks and White Sox in the same year. So he had no commitment to on or off the field. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, who cares about the spitting incident? So uh, Mary Pierce. What, what, all right, so... <laughs> So we had that, a long chain of events there to get to that. Well, we're forcing tennis talk because it was 250s. And does anybody care about 250s? The people that can't win 500s. <laughs> I, I'm talking about fans oh. and people in the tennis. Well, that's know. like I said, the people in those cities, like I care about a 100 when it's in Dallas. So if we had a 250, you know, I would care twice as much. So I, I, I don't get why they're not that well attended. I mean, it makes me wonder why they even have those terms. Like in Munich, there had to be a couple of German players there. I mean, why aren't those hometown fans coming out to support them? I don't, I don't understand. I don't either. I mean, and I mean, the final was decided by two Germans. Yeah. Did That's you what, Did you see it at all? I saw some of that tournament. I didn't see the finals. Now, which which Zverev is Alexander again? What which which nickname is he? Sasha. You gotta be shitting me. I don't know the other nickname. He doesn't have a nickname. It's just Misha. Oh, that is that his, his actual name. That's his name? Yeah. Oh. So why do we call him Sasha? I don't know. I don't. Uh, <laughs> I refuse to. Listen. you got to win something to earn a nickname. <laughs> if it says it on the... Well, apparently I saw a stat that uh, it said... Um, he did win a couple Masters. He has more something-somethings or something. I know that's really technical. <laughs> but showing my tennis genius prowess. 
that Zverev has as many or more somethings, <laughs> tour wins maybe, as Monfils. Oh, it can't be tour wins. Maybe tour titles. I mean, that's what I meant. Titles, yeah. titles. Oh, titles. yeah, tournament wins. Yeah. Yeah, I would believe that. Um, so Zverev winning three and three against a Kolskleiba. And Zverev is probably the highest ranked player that played any tournament this week. Yeah, I would think so. So, I mean, so that's somewhat exciting. Did uh, so? What did you did you see the match? No, I didn't see the final. Oh my god! <laughs> is this a tennis podcast? So Cole Schreiber's been having a good year too. Yeah, he's had a little bit of resurgence this year. And oddly enough, he's not next gen. I thought only next gen players were good. <laughs> but here's the thing about the next gen, and and watching somebody like Cole Schreiber make it all the way through. And then really, I mean, put it this way. It was an answer to the question you had last week. What would tournaments look like without Nadal? Right. Shit. Yeah, I feel like this is the week where we learn the answer to that question. That's what they look like. They look like shit. <laughs> now, to be fair, if it was a Masters without a big four, it would still look like shit. <laughs> But it reminds me of like the, what I joked about at the start of this clay court season was when the, the American clay court tournament, when all the Americans looked great. It's like, yeah, Zverev looked great this week. Well, he didn't probably play any top 20 player at any point. Well, I clicked over. So one good thing the Tennis Channel does, besides exclude women, uh, just kidding, <laughs> just kidding. Listen to every other episode ever and don't, at me or whatever you do when you're yelling. I at think somebody. we talk more about talking about women's tennis than we actually talk about women's tennis. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> well, because we're but it's yeah, you're right. What are you gonna do? We're gonna get there though. I've got yeah Prague and all right. So it was uh I don't know if it was a replay. I don't know what was on uh for these two fifties on the tennis channel, and then it kicks over to Madrid. Which is going on right now. Oh, the qualifying or the first round? First round. Oh, nice. First round. So so that's the tournament everybody should be playing. Sure. And I think a lot of them are. Yeah. So, but you know what? I think it was the live final of Istanbul. And I think they do have some rule that if you're in like the final of the tournament, they don't let you make make you start till the next day or or even two days. I'm not sure. No, it was the Munich final with Zverev, Sasha. And uh, and Cole Schreiber, and then after that was over, it switched over to whichever match happened to be on for Madrid, and it was quite a striking contrast. And the match, the first round match for Madrid, was Tomas Berdic or Burdick, I don't know how to pronounce it, and Richard Gasquet. Wow, they're playing the first round. So, what do you think the difference is, since you don't watch tennis, <laughs> what, what do you think the difference is between watching a final and then immediately after that it kicks over to uh, another match between those two? Well, I feel like you're setting me up for the wrong answer. So, <laughs> Sverev versus Kohlschreiber, yeah. the final, 3-3, three and three, and then immediately following, so it's still... so. Uh, Munich is fresh in my brain. It kicks over to Madrid. Burdett, Gasquet, go. <laughs> well, I was going to say, 
in theory, the final should be a much higher quality of tennis because it's, you know, people that have... <laughs> I said, you're setting me up for the wrong answer. <laughs> but but Burdich and Gasquet for a first-round match is pretty loaded. I mean, they're perennial top 10 players. Were, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just stunning the difference in quality and what those two matches look like. Well, and that's a great matchup, too, because they both play so much differently than each other. They do. Yeah. Um, so, first of all, at any point in time, Sasha, I was trying to think of what I can't remember. <laughs> at any, any point in time, Zverev could uncork a shot out of nowhere. Right. Okay, hit a big shot, um, use some of his you know physical abilities, et cetera, to, to do whatever. But what Cole Schreiber was doing was being Cole Schreiber, which is playing smart tennis, getting a lot of balls back, not making right. dumb, dumb errors. And that's why it was as close as it was. Yeah. I mean, Cole Schreiber shouldn't be able to out-hit, especially on clay, Zverev. And, but, you know, here he is, one break each set, you know, three and three. And, and it wasn't particularly exciting tennis from Zverev. He was just, you know, it was a little bit up and down all over the place. And I'm like, I get when, you, when you're playing Federer or somebody, you, you, maybe you press too much because you know you can't beat them and so you look like shit. Right. But you're playing Cole Schreiber. Why don't you look like shit? Why do you look like shit? I don't know. So then it kicks over to the other match, and they're hitting quality shots. They're making smart decisions. And uh, granted, obviously, unforced errors happen in tennis no matter who you are. Right. But the, I think the unforced – I feel I could be wrong. Call in if you have the stats for those two matches. But the unforced errors, I think, were dramatically different. From I didn't watch the whole match. I just watched about five games of Madrid, to be fair. But it was just night and day. It looks so much different, and it just gives me even less respect for the next gen or any of those well, kids. Would you agree that – as players get older, they hit probably fewer errors, but also fewer winners. So is that an age thing or is that a skill thing? I don't know. But Cole Schreiber is easily the person that Zverev could lose to in a Grand Slam. Yes. I mean, he could lose to people who like that all the time. He does. But we're talking about somebody with two Masters and seven titles overall. Yeah, top five in the world. Top five in the world. So I hear what you're saying. No, but, I agree with you. That's why I don't he, have the hope for the next generation like he, everybody else does. Right. He should be he should be in a grouping twenty five to thirty five, making dumb errors, but with supreme upside, physically, supreme upside, technically, yeah. talent, creativity, all those things, and working his way up until he irons it out and becomes a top five. Right. Nope. Skip to the front of the line. <laughs> You're awesome. You're the next gen. And he beat another next gener on his way. Hyun Chong. Okay. Chung, Chung, what do you say? Yeah, Chung. Well, the last name, <laughs> I don't know the first name. Yun Chung. Something of that name. But I feel like he's always, every time I watch Zverev, he looks terrible. And then I, when I don't see his matches, it's like, oh, he won you know, two and two, three and three. And I'm like, how is he? I never see him at his best for some reason. So I don't know what his best actually looks like. Yeah, I, he must. Because I watch the Grand Slams. Blisters, I watch every match. The blisters are back, I guess. <laughs> so it just, it just I, all I'm looking, all I'm doing watching men's tennis now is looking for evidence one way or the other. Are these top five guys going to have the necessary obstacles, the necessary adversity in their career that they then overcome 
by ironing things out and getting better and then make legitimate strides up the ladder or they just gave all the whole generation a nickname so eh, what the hell let's put them in the top 10 yeah because that that to me that's what's happening they've skipped the whole period they're like the american idol of tennis yeah oh we can just sing on tv and and <laughs> impress you know uh, a bunch of uh you know viewers texting in their votes right and now we have a million dollar music career right as opposed to slugging it out in the bars and the clubs all across the country and uh, you know, developing your, your skill and your stage presence and doing all that. Nope. We're going to skip right to the top with some nonsense. Yeah, and I don't even feel like uh, some of those guys even necessarily went through the challengers or went through the qualifiers because you just watch them in the, in the matches against veterans and they really seem to struggle, so it makes you wonder. But if they're playing all people with similar styles of them, then... I guess somebody's got to win the most of those matchups. Uh, but I fear that it's just going to be 15, 10 years, 10 more years of just shit tennis. Unforced errors, bad decisions, bunch of crybabies who can go, you know, look good for two matches and then fall off the radar and lose to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Well, I think, you know, I think we are in a transition period in tennis where, you know, for the last five or 10 years, it was just like, let's hit as hard as we can every shot. And if we're on, we're going to win. So it's, I think it's got to swing the other way again soon where it's like, you know, okay, maybe the power of tennis hitting as hard as we isn't going to work on a consistent basis. We've got to go back to more spin and more, you know, angles and more, you know, approach shots and that kind of thing. Right. Um, you know, like Chilich is of the, and Chilich and even query when he beat Djokovic, he was just teeing off on everything. Warenko, when he won the French, he's just teeing off on everything. So it's kind of – there's been some people yeah, that have had success doing that. But some of those – that grouping had obstacles to overcome. Yeah. and Like they had to do that against those people that were So playing. they were able to develop under that pressure. And if you weren't good enough, you didn't progress. Whereas this group, they progressed all the way up to five. That's the cutoff. Right. And, well, maybe lower with some people like you know Delpo, et cetera. But – you know they know they're not getting past that the the big four ish right, but they've gotten a not a free pass. I mean that's not fair to their training and all their you know the history and everything they've done. But it's still it just I don't know it just drives me crazy and it leaves me leaves me almost as empty inside as doing this podcast with you. <laughs> um, so anyway, well listen, I got some I got some uh, some good news. Uh oh, some good news, and we'll talk about that. When we come back. It's time to join the revolution. Go to our website, tennisrevolutionpodcast.com to get the latest episodes, email us your questions and comments, or give us show ideas. All right, we're back. We're back. How could I possibly have good news after all that pessimism? When I'm as <laughs> miserable as I am talking about men's tennis. And again, I, I am aware that we do this all the time. I'm, I'm aware <laughs> that it's getting old and I can't help it. 
Well, and I, what, the only thing I wonder about is, do you have a little bit of the syndrome that I have that it's so much, is it so much nostalgia that it overwhelms our, our, you know, analysis? Well, like we've had a golden era a lot of times in men's tennis, and this is just a bronze era <laughs> and not a horrible, I don't know, yeah. I don't know but who cares? Because I got good news. Yeah. I told you. I told you ahead of, uh, ahead of the break we were going to share <laughs> some good news. I bet you can guess what it is. One Maria Sharapova has ended the format skid. <laughs> Man, I wish I had an, an applause button. I wish I had a, <laughs> Are you back on the Maria bandwagon? No. No. I don't really care. Because <laughs> she's about to start a one-match losing streak <laughs> in the next round. I don't even know who she's playing, but that's just my guess. So um, she didn't... Did she lose first round in Stuttgart? I don't know. Or she didn't even play? I don't know. Yeah. I don't care. Um, so, anywho, she's uh, she's rocking and rolling. She's back. And, of course, we had to watch a press conference. I didn't, but apparently <laughs> it was a big deal. And who cares? So, that's, that's the worst thing about women's tennis right now <laughs> is Sharapova's up and down comeback. That's the worst thing. And... I think it's because she's hot that everybody hates her because there's a dude right now that's coming back from a drug suspension and no one gives a shit. <laughs> He's getting wild cards all over the place. Talking about Dan Evans. Yeah. I didn't mean to talk about men, but I am comparing it to women's tennis. Well, he didn't have, he never had the success that she had, obviously. True. And to be honest with you, his was for cocaine, which unless you're a stockbroker, I guess it's not really <laughs> performance enhanced. But yeah, I mean, I definitely feel like the story they're trying to make is more uh, less about Sharapova coming back and more about everybody's reaction to her coming back. Um, yeah. And I think they're just trying to create, create that conflict because I don't see her as a contender in a tournament. How could she be? I mean, yeah. when Serena comes back, she's a contender. I don't care, you know, what her fitness level is. Right. Sharapova hasn't proven she could go deep in any tournament in the last year. Right. And she seemingly is fit. So right. she didn't, uh, that's going to, that came out wrong. It came out wrong. <laughs> It did. It came out wrong, but I don't care how it came out because guess what? Guess what? This is a sport we're talking about. <laughs> guess right. what you have to do in sports? You have to run and jump and turn and change directions and stop and start. Hand-eye coordination, stamina, all those <laughs> things. So guess what? I'm going to talk about you physically. Yeah. I'm sorry. Tennis Twitter uh, in an uproar because uh, Jan Tiriak, was that who it was? Yeah, the... Uh... Oh wait! Made some comment about Serena being yeah right during the Davis Cup. However many kilograms, I mean, how many kilograms are? I don't know. He made some dumb comment with some metric system nonsense. I didn't understand. That's why I wasn't so upset because I didn't know what the hell. She's going how many kilometers an hour? What? (laughs) What? Yeah. Um. But it's a sport. I'm sorry. You talk about people physically. Yeah. Because I guarantee you, if Federer comes back. After clay season's over and he gets back to the grass and he's got man boobs, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'll be talking about his man boobs. Well, and they talk about it with football players constantly. Off season, the guys come back, you know, run back, come back 25 pounds heavier. Right. I mean, that's just, it's going to affect your performance in any sport. Which is why, except for maybe golf. which is why I am totally against protecting a ranking and seeding for somebody who goes off on maternity leave. Clearly, based on her book, and have you seen her HBO special? I haven't. I haven't yet. Uh, all that stuff, it, th- 
she's admitted, she's very open, how much it did to her physically, which obviously would also have a toll emotionally. And well, I think we talked about it should only help you in the regard of, I think you should be allowed in any tournament you would have been in based on your ranking. That's it. Right, but not seeded. Right. Yeah, because you so can't. How if you're can in the you? top 100, you should be able to get in the slams. Even if you were number 99 when you got pregnant. Right. You should, you should, like I said, you shouldn't necessarily come back at 99, but you should be allowed in as if you were number 99. Yeah, this isn't just some office job that you can do, you know, even while, you know, while in labor. You can do, you know. Because right, your mental faculties haven't changed, but your physical, which is obviously a big component of tennis. And most jobs aren't competitive out of the gate. That's all this is, is competitive. Right. And so to give somebody a seating based on, you know, at least a year from start to finish. Well, I guess she was a couple months pregnant winning Australia. But nonetheless, uh, quite quite a bit of time has passed and dramatic physical changes. And I'm sorry. Yeah. That's just absurd. It's absurd that anyone would even consider that to be an option. I don't know how we got off in this tangent. I wanted to talk about Maria. No, just <laughs> kidding. I wanted to talk about um, Madrid. Have you watched any Madrid? Of course you haven't <laughs> because it's is impossible this, to find. Is it still on the blue clay this year? No. <laughs> no. No, that's the women's. So the women's of that isn't going to be on Tennis Channel? I'm not sure. That's the weirdest thing ever. When they do the men's on the tennis channel and the women's on a different channel, that's so it might confusing. be on tennis channel. It might be. I'm trying to I'm trying to think of what. I'm trying to think of what I watched. It gets confusing. They man. did have one tournament where the men's was on one channel, the women's was on another channel. It was the same tournament, right? Which is so weird. To well, me. BN. The problem with BN, well, you can't afford it apparently. But <laughs> the problem with BN is that can I get a raise? Yeah. I'll double your salary for the podcast. <laughs> the problem is, is that it's not a tennis-specific network. As a matter of fact, fifth, maybe tennis is fifth in importance. I mean, <laughs> well, I was going to say, not only you have to find the channel, you have to find the channel and find out when tennis is on. Right. It's like ESPN two. Yeah. Like oh, on the Saturday they'll have one maybe match, the second semifinal or something. On ESPN. Right. It's like, exactly. Well, I don't know when that's going to start or who's right. in it or whatever. Right. Um. So BN's the same kind of way where you've got rugby, you've got soccer, you've got, I don't need whatever else, all kinds of other crazy, you know, um, the Scottish games, you know, where like they throw. <laughs> Unimportant sports. Celtic games or whatever they call it. Uh, I forgot to look up real tennis. Oh my gosh, Corey, <laughs> Corey's corner's over. I just can't, uh, I've never played it, so I don't want to look it up. Oh my God. <laughs> so but, anywho, so a couple of key things early, you know, because we're not, this is Sunday, so Madrid has started. Already, we have some casualties. We already have some casualties. Are you talking about women's or both? Women's. Who cares yeah. about men? Uh, Coco, gone. See, she's not a clay court player, so does she even care? Of course she does. What are you talking about? Well, but I mean, does she... Well, obviously she cares, but does she have ex any higher expectations anyway than this? She, I bet she does. She can't be that shocked. Nah. She's, yeah, she's all right. She, I don't know that it matters as much on the women's side, these surfaces. When's um, the last time a big server won the French Open, men or women? I can't name any. No. I mean, Federer won one. Pete Sampras? Oh, <laughs> Um Venus Williams? Gone. I'm not sure if Hova won a French. I guess she's a big server. And but, Serena, obviously. Yeah. Sloan Stevens, still in. Hollop still in. Muguruza still in. 
Caroline. Both. Uh, what's that now? Caroline. Caroline is the two seed there. She took on uh, Daria Gavrilova, who was throwing her racket, which is always fun. I like to watch that. Well, she bounced it. She just, you know, you just kind of bounce it on the top. She right. bounced it really hard, and it f- flew all over. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I like to throw way up high in the air and try to catch it after you realize, <laughs> oh, if, if this goes awry, I could get a point penalty. Yeah. So, anywho, so I'm, I'm looking forward to Madrid. It, it, uh, again, it's a 1,000, so that you know brings out all of the best. Well, and what's um, funny in terms of the men's, Nadal has not historically been that great in that tournament. I mean, I say not that great. He's probably won five instead of ten <laughs> of the others. But I mean, for something about that tournament, it's because the week. Why off are you before. talking about men's? <laughs> you sexist bastard! I don't know if it's the week off beforehand or what, but he doesn't. He doesn't seem to do as well. Like I think that's where he lost a team last year, pretty handily. And everybody thought the French Open was in doubt. Oh, by the way, Madison Keys out. Another, um, another big server. So here's so we have Holop left the one seed, Wozniacki the two, uh, Muguruza the or Rutha whatever the three, and uh, Venus is she in there? Venus already lost. <laughs> she was the eight. I can't believe they have that many seeds that have already played and lost on the Sunday. That's good though, because a lot of times they have buys and things. They Action play. right out of the gate. Yeah. So I, aside from being, I don't know which channel it's on. Hopefully it's on the tennis channel so we can actually see something. Uh, because again, I would rather watch women's tennis than men's. Um, and hopefully, hopefully, uh, when they rant, you know, because they can, they just constantly replay matches, you know, when they're not live anymore. So hopefully, if if the women are on the tennis channel, they will play, replay as many women's matches at least as they yeah. do men. Or if it's on BN, well, then I give up. And even though we talked about this before, you're saying you prefer the women's because of the the fact that they're more evenly com- evenly matched? Well, no, they were evenly matching the men, shit versus shit. This, this week, yeah. But it looked like crap. Yeah. So when the, the women's quality is better. Now, again, Cole Schreiber would win at all four Grand Slams on the women's tour <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> he could go all four services back to back to back to back. <laughs> He could fly. He would. He could play his first round of Australia, fly to France, play his first round on the clay, fly to London, play his drive to London. I, he could drive. He could ride a bicycle to London, play on the grass the next day, fly to New York, play his first round, and do that a whole. It'd take a month to finish it, but that's fine. And he would. He would win all four Grand Slams if he was on the women's. I want to increase the the sexism of this. Yep. Could he win? Yep. All seven matches. Consecutively, one day. Ooh, we. Oh goodness. <laughs> and the and the other women aren't playing. Keep in mind. So he's just got set. Well, they're. How would you do that? I guess they've already. Well, you could just say like you, you just could just seven opponents. Yeah, you could take the one through seven seeds. Which movie was that? By the way, one of my favorite boxing movies. Don't tell me. Do not tell me. <laughs> do not tell me. Uh, Lou Gossett Jr. Yes, God, I love that movie. And um, that white kid. I don't know who that. I don't know who the white kid is. Well, it was James Woods was the con man. Yeah, I thought there was a kid in it too, though. Like a. Well, he he fought a couple of like something that starts with a D and it's town. Yep, Dogtown. 
Nope. What is it? Digstown. Digstown. Oh, so close. <laughs> I told somebody recently that was one of my favorite. They said, that's your, one of your favorite boxing. There's so many great boxing movies, and that's one of yours. Oh, my God. Yeah. But nope. that was exactly what he did. He had to fight five fights, or ten fights in 24 hours. He right. five the first night and five the second night, and none of them were fighting, so it was just they had just had the one fight against him. And so that was cut your task. Cole so, Schreiber, three out of five. Well, we can debate that later. Three out of five or two out of three, but he's got to play well, seven two, opponents. Two out of three. Two out of three, uh, yes. He could win seven consecutive matches on any of the surfaces, the Grand Slam surfaces. 30-minute break between. <laughs> this, he's got... <laughs> this is so terrible. He's got a Halep in the quarters... Wozniacki the semis, Serena in the finals. Uh, After beating Ser- four lower Serena ranks. at her best, sing, uh, Serena, or Serena coming back after yeah, this is dying? Yeah, this is next year. Or la- or a year and a half ago. Yeah. yeah, yes, he could, of course. <laughs> left-handed. God, I would love to see that. No, not left-handed. I didn't mean that. <laughs> yeah, of course he could. I would love to see that. Of course he could. We need a billionaire to offer up $500 million to the he, pro that does he that. He can pick any seven women. <laughs> This digs town for no, no, no. So we'll let Billie Jean King pick the seven. Yeah, women. that's what I mean. Well, no, the player doesn't pick. Yeah, I meant whoever is offering the money, right, can pick. No, 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 because yeah, uh, right. Either way, yeah. Oh my God, we have <laughs> fallen off the rails. <laughs> so far, we've fallen off the rails so far <laughs> that I think we're going to shut it down. What? Yeah. Everybody's got to log off and watch Digstown. Please watch Digstown <laughs> and and see if we can pull a. <laughs> what men's player would be the most fun to do that? The first person that in history. Be, by the way, we do have to end before Corey's corner, but let Uh-oh. let the Digstown challenge be your corner next week. There we go, and it'll be what player would be the most fun to see do that? It'd be the f- first time ever we compared Cole Schreiber to Lou Gossett Jr. <laughs> <laughs> American treasure, Lou Gossett Jr. So, all right, well, listen, y'all know what to do. Go to the, I mean, go to the website. Not maybe nobody does that anymore. Nobody goes to websites like mailing a letter right so go to your instagram i don't know tennis revolution pod <laughs> yeah baby still no pictures uh twitter one zero s r e v tennis rev uh on twitter and uh and of course if you do happen to want to go if you have a 1978 computer and you want to go to the website it's tennis revolution com. you can get all of our um episodes and you can actually figure out how to Download and subscribe for the love of Pete. Subscribe. Yeah, again. download all fifty plus episodes at the same time, just so we get the credit. Yeah, yeah. I gotta pay for my new boat. <laughs> <laughs> I just sell my new boat to do this podcast. Um, We're gonna be living in that boat holy soon. Holy hell! Yeah, we'll broadcast from it. How about yeah, that? There you so, go. We can sail to all the tournaments. Oh man, it's tough. It's tough sledding when there's crap tennis on, isn't it? Yeah. So we'll I'm have looking, a lot next week. With Madrid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking forward to the wrap up in Madrid, and uh, and uh, until next time, everybody. Thanks for joining the revolution. And, Bye, guys. And guess what? I think I have a plan for my new Twitter follower from the Pro Tour. Okay. Oh, all right. Bye, guys. Bye.